The following is a Hoop Bowl presentation. Everybody and welcome to Toronto Raptors Hoop Ball Podcast. I am here today with Kieran Smythe. Good morning. And no, oh, Ben Harrison. He is off uh, this weekend to go to Vegas, where he's gonna need one of us to wire him money to get home. <laughs> so uh, we are just gonna be the two of us today, and uh, me being the second one is Brendan Hodgins. Uh, Kieran, do you want to tell the people how they can get a hold of you? Yeah, they can find me on uh, Instagram at kdilla1981 and on Twitter at k underscore dilla. And if you're looking to follow the podcast here, you can follow us at HoopBallRaptors. That's at HoopBallRaptors on both Twitter and Instagram. And if you're looking to see what I'm saying, you can follow me on Twitter at Brendan Hodgins. That's at Brendan Hodgins. If you do get a chance, please uh, head on down to Hoop ball.com that's hoop ball.com uh, for all your fantasy uh, daily fantasy and wagering needs uh, also there's a discord where you can chat with the analysts and different podcasters uh, it's a great little app you can get into and get everything kind of as it happens so that is the best way to get your fantasy slash wagering information okay raptors seem to be a team of streaks this year very mm-hmm. up and down uh, good news Siakam's back. Yeah. Good news, Scotty Barnes. Uh, the thumb injury doesn't seem to be affecting him as he's been playing here. Uh, bad news, they lost three in a row starting with Cleveland, who apparently uh, is the, you know, David to the Raptors' Goliath for the last fucking four years. Yeah. Always seem to beat the Raptors in these tight games. Yeah, that was a painful one to watch and just like... Ours to lose and we lost it. OG got a tough shot up. Scotty Barnes almost tipped it in. Uh, I guess he did tip it in, but just after the the clock had expired. But uh, that one was a painful one to watch. That was the pre-Siakam game. Um, that one, yeah, going into like the, the streak there, I figured that was going to be the win. You know, obviously the Nets were going to be a tough one. Um, <clears throat> and uh, we played Celtics was our first game this year that we won. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So they were, you know, out for blood. I think they were a little bit more at full strength this time around too. So uh, didn't uh, go no, well they either. were they were without Jalen Brown. Were they? They were without a couple people. I think when we played them the first time, I don't remember the specifics. But anyways, so yeah, there you go. So we just blew that one completely, and just kind of looking worse and worse over these uh, three games. So we're gonna need to figure this one out. The um, We've gone back to not being the sort of rebounding powerhouse that we started out as and should be. Um, Jared, I don't know, was Jared Allen? Yeah, in the the Cleveland game, who am I thinking? Yeah, Jared Allen, 15 rebounds, just just destroyed us. Five offensive, 10 defensive. Um, We just really didn't have an answer for him, and um, that seems to be our biggest thing. Even with all these, you know, pretty big guys, you don't have the like a giant behemoth of a center like that. And that still seems to be a kind of weakness that we have. Yeah, it was a weird, weird game. The Cleveland game specifically the the Raptors just weren't as sharp as usual. I think is what it comes down to like shot. Well from three 
but uh, brutal at the free throw line, uh, you know, okay field goal percentage. And then they had less assists, a few more turnovers than usual, but you know, still like good numbers. It just wasn't quite, wasn't quite there. Uh, that's just one of the things that will happen. Um, yeah, we let they, them go to the line 10 times more than us and they shot significantly yeah. better, so. They were in the bonus for big sections of some of those quarters, and that's where they got into trouble a lot. Yeah. And But, uh, you know, six and six, we kind of figured this is where this team was going to be. Mm-hmm. Around 500, maybe a little over, and then if they get, but then they're going to be a team that plays in stretches. Yeah, get used to this sort of thing, especially with, you know, injuries coming and going like they seem to have been so far. If we can just get to full strength here for a stretch maybe that'll help a little bit with our uh, our chemistry because it's always the the ifs and thens because you know we get siakam back but then Kem birch has been out for a couple games and you know he's definitely uh <clears throat> as much as he's not an offensive powerhouse he's quite needed because of um just how precious has been playing for most part so um we yeah he's a stabilizer him. yeah yeah he's just someone you know what you're gonna get from him he's not gonna try to take over the game which i find uh has been sort of Precious's kind of uh, weakness at this point, whereas um, <clears throat> specifically last night, I remember there was a play uh, against the Boston game. He got an offensive rebound, you know, good job. He dribbles out to the uh, three-point line, doesn't pass to anybody, drives in, misses a bad layup, gets his own offensive rebound again, and then I think t- uh, chucked up an air ball kind of thing. And it's just like sitting there face-palming, shaking my head, Wondering what is going on. You got four other guys there. You know what I mean? Set up a play, go pass it, set up a pick, give and go, anything. But you're just being a one-man show right now. And, you know, I don't know what's made him think he could be the one-man show or we want him to be that. But it's just uh, it's just bad decision-making. I found a lot of uh, Precious lately. I've just It's been hard to rally behind him. Yeah, he's not really taking what the game is giving him. It's mm-hmm. trying to trying to create, and it might not be you know the best idea from the center position to be the guy always trying to make make a play happen. Yeah, or is that uh, you know you have you have these great playmakers behind you, uh, like you know Fred Van Fleet, you know even you know Gary Trent's pretty good at creating his own shot, and then yeah. uh, now that Pascal and o- is back, you know between him and OG for guys coming driving down the lane, there's, there's a lot of options, um, and that's you know. I haven't yeah. even mentioned Scotty yet. Precious is probably like our sixth or seventh option, really. So there's no way that you should be getting an offensive rebound and not, you know, kicking it back out. And he just, I think he just, he needs to learn to play off the ball a little bit more and not, you know, be able to create without the ball in his hand because <clears throat> something's got to give. I'll, I'll give credit where credit's due. He had a solid game in uh, uh, against Brooklyn. Um, so, you know, he's not, he's just streaky and just, when he's not doing well, it seems to be more bad decision making than just you know having a bad stroke of luck, missing the not getting the bounces and that kind of thing. Um, so he's definitely still the potentials there, but he needs to yeah I don't know he needs to practice with the whole team. Siakam coming in has seemed to uh, put a bit of a, a dent in our our offense. I think Siakam, yeah. Yeah, just like when he got back. Um, I mean, he didn't play much against uh, Brooklyn <clears throat> compared to what he normally does. But then even last night, there was a couple of times where like him and Gary Trent would almost like bump into each other, not knowing like, okay, no, you take it, you take it. You know, like 
I don't know, the, the pecking order needs to be established and just sort of the, the flex offense seems to not be running quite as well um, over the last couple of games. So something to keep an eye out on, but I'm sure he'll work his way back into it. It's just, it's almost weird seeing him back in there now after how well everything's been going and how, you know, everyone's been playing. Um, so yeah, and he just obviously hasn't had the any crazy games yet, but uh, I'm sure he's still got it in him. Yeah, it is one of those things, what you're saying there with him putting a dent in the offense. When you throw in like a, such a high-usage guy, a big star back in, it just completely, like you said, pecking order, right? Everybody's been playing a certain style, but yeah. he you know, expects his 15 to 20 shots sort of thing at the end of the day. Uh, those got to come from somewhere, mm-hmm. and you know everybody else is used to taking them, so you got to kind of get back to the feel of, okay, what does this guy do? Where do I need to be when he is, uh, you know, in his spot to make a play? Yeah. But it's nice to see Scotty Barnes still seem to be, like, steady, performing exactly the same. So um, it seems every coach we play, every superstar on the other team has nothing but praise for him, says, you know, he's the front runner for the rookie of the year. Um, Who was it? Kevin Durant was saying after the – Brooklyn Nets game that that guy's got like he can you know he really knows the game you can tell he's got a high ceiling all that good stuff so he's definitely uh the brightest spot of the season this far hasn't really been as streaky as most people you know his games are pretty consistent you sort of know what you're going to expect I think I've seen him get 21 points like seven times now out of our however many games so um, yeah 12 games yeah so a lot of the games he's right around that mark you know close to 10 rebounds um few steals few turnovers and things like that but uh yeah he's definitely uh sort of holding us together right now and getting us through this what i do like from him too is that he generally has a pretty decent uh field goal percent or sorry uh, well field goal but we knew that uh, free throw percentage Mm -hmm. um, for such a young guy which has been you know a bit of a problem with the raptors sometimes in their seasons where they kind of like games get away from them and at the end you look you're you lost by two and you missed five or you know six free throws and you're like yeah. well there's that's right there <laughs> you know the free ones you gotta gotta hit the free ones yeah exactly it's in the name right so um yeah when we're good we're good but there's definitely been a few times where there's there's a few guys in the team who you know you go to the line and you're you know you're praying to whoever you pray to and and there's a couple guys that we got that you know it's good he's at the line not a problem and yeah he's definitely falling into that category which is nice especially at the end of the game if we're going to want the ball in his hand at all you know you don't want to have to worry about him going to the line or anything like that so absolutely and then as we said earlier in the season two with this team in this three game losing streak uh, as the three ball goes kind of the team will go a little bit Mm -hmm. and it has been brutal for the last couple of games and that probably has something to do with what you were saying about the offense being a little jankety with uh, Siakam coming back is those are you know late threes going up yeah yeah I think I don't know if I mentioned it on the podcast or not but there's a stat um, someone is tossing out and I'm just gonna you know ballpark all the figures and things but they had it so that you know the first um, like 10 seconds let's say of the shot clock broken down and then the next let's say seven and seven kind of thing and it was shocking how much our free throw or sorry our field goal percentage went down the further the clock goes down we do not take good shots you know in the last seven seconds of the free of the shot clock um yeah it's just a scramble someone's taking a deep three covered sidestep or you know just a fade away 
that's just not going in. So <clears throat> we definitely need to sort of either get, you know, keep the ball moving quickly, get those fast, easy baskets, or we need to work on something a little bit more. And hopefully Siakam can help us with that, you know, with the clock winding down. He was always good at getting the ball, being in the post, his little spin moves, or at least maybe kicking it back out, getting some assists from somebody who's open if he's getting some attention. So I think that'll be a big thing for him is just becoming that guy again, getting some attention from the other teams, you know, but now it's kind of like prove that you still got it. Um, but if he can start drawing double teams or becoming a problem down low, that'll open up the floor and hopefully help everybody out. Yeah, finding like those backdoor cutters, like that was going really well. With you know, Svi had a bunch of those plays where you know coming down the baseline and someone's underneath. Like Scotty gets a rebound and pops it up to him, and yeah. there you yeah. go. You got a you know easy jam. Um, speaking of sort of like that, uh, you know, the front court issues that have been kind of going on because Siakam center minutes here um yeah without birch it's been it's been a little rough there eh? mm-hmm. yeah big time and they're not even really turning to boucher no and i mean <clears throat> rightfully so because boucher's shots yesterday um was oh for two from three you know you're our center or at least you know power forward you're one of the taller guys in the team i know you weigh probably you're one of the lightest guys in the team probably too but um you know like that's we do not need that from you. You know, when you're, if you get a perfectly open one, I think I saw him take an open one. That's fine. You know, that happens. But there's no reason that, like, you have the ball near the end of the shot clock and you're not driving, trying to get a foul or anything like that. And you're just chucking up those, those huge threes. And, uh, like we've been saying this whole time, that's, that's the old Chris Boucher. That's the, you know, under seven minutes a game Chris Boucher where he just needs to get out and, you know, Oh, if I hit a shot, you know, I'll get a couple more minutes next game kind of mentality when it's, it's just not, that's not what we need, you know, be more like, um, Cam Birch where he doesn't force the offense, play good defense, get those arms up. I just, um, <clears throat> yeah, the last few games, there's a, all this, the staples of this season, you know what I mean? We get, and teams are getting more steals than us. We're getting out rebounded by a crazy amount, which is, you know, all the old traps that we used to fall into instead of having us, uh, you know, for the first however many games it was, we were leading in um, rebounds. We were leading in steals. You might still be, I'm sure we're still near the top for that. But, uh, yeah, we just need a bit more consistency from these guys. And, yeah, like role players. We need role players, not everybody trying to be that guy and forcing up crazy shots and things. So uh, I'm still, you know, not too concerned about it. I expect, you know, more than a few more stretches like this where we uh, – you know, fall apart a little bit and struggle to win a couple of games, but hopefully we can have a few more, you know, five game winning streaks and things like that, where we can sort of balance it out. Um, or, you know, a mixed bag is good too, but we seem to be, like you said earlier, very, uh, very streaky. So, uh, you know, we kind of just need to get a win under our belt, bounce back from this. Uh, yeah. And then go from there. Yeah. And that's, um, what you were saying there with the steals and uh, how, you know, the shot clock comment there, those kind of go hand in hand a little bit in the fact that the Raptors generally um, are brutal in the half court for the last, I think it's like the last two years mm-hmm. where they, they've been near the bottom of the league as far as half court efficiency. Right. Um, and the last couple of games, yeah, the steals have gone down. And a great way to tell that is Gary Trent hasn't had a steal in the last two games. Mm-hmm. He had five against Cleveland, but, um, 
I think that that was more a problem in Cleveland of you know bad uh, taking bad bad fouls and then you know not not hitting our free throws. But when they don't steal, they don't get the fast break. When they don't create deflections, they don't get the fast break. So they're not getting you know those shots up early in the uh, shot clock, which is generally what happens when yeah. you get a you know a turnover. Yeah, that's very true. And, yeah. And then they're kind of getting jammed up in the half court, bringing it down. And they, like you said, with Siakam coming in there, they haven't quite figured out uh, the offense. So unless there's kind of a broken play where the you know the ball bounces out, or you know offensive rebound where the guys aren't paying attention on defense, it's a little harder to score. Yeah, um, definitely missed those Cam Birch uh, picks. Yeah, and uh, the team, the team will you know for like you said, figure it out. It's going to be a long season. There's going to be lots of different. Uh, you know, stretches where they have opportunities to get some get some wins. Uh, tonight's going to be a difficult one. Yeah, you know, back to never. back. However, Embiid yeah. um, tested positive apparently for uh, COVID, so he might not be playing, which will be a uh, wow. Yeah, that'll be uh, that'll be big. That'll help. Yeah, huge. Get rid of a you know seven foot behemoth. One of the guys we struggle typically. Not one of the guys, but like one of the types of players I should say, because we're usually pretty decent against Embiid, but. Um, yeah, that's a huge blow for them, and definitely, especially at the end of a back-to-back, where um, I was just reading, um, Nurse was saying, so we're not, we're Kem, um, Birch won't be back in, but uh, Pascal even is sort of questionable, or at least on reduced minutes, just because, again, back-to-back, he's just coming back from uh, recovering, so yeah. they're just not going to, nothing wrong with him per se, they're just going to see how he feels and go from that, no sense in forcing the issue at this point in the season, but uh so he might still be a little bit, our, our lineup might be a little bit banged up. So we'll see what we do with the rotations and who, if anyone, can step up. But, uh, yeah, that'll be the big one for tonight. Expect a big game from Svi. I'm hoping, you know, like this is precious as time, man. Show us what you can do, especially without, you know, the big guy on their team. So, you know, make yourself look good here. Don't force up too many things. Move the ball around and uh, we'll see. But, uh, yeah, this will be a tough one. I think we got Detroit or somebody I saw it back at home on yeah. uh, Saturday. So Yeah, and then it's a six-game road trip. So I saw Golden State in the mix and then things like that. So it's not going to be an easy stretch. But, uh, yeah, hopefully we can get squeeze out a win tonight. Detroit should be a doable one. And then, uh, you know, go from there. We'll start another win streak or something. But, um, yeah, that's going to be yeah, – yeah, the whole season is going to be like this. For, for sure, underdogs and, like – you know, eight out of 10 of our games, we've just been, no one I don't think expected Scotty Barnes to be as good as he's been. So, you know, let's get everything, everybody working together and knowing what they're supposed to do. And then uh, I still, I'm still very positive on this season. I think we're still going to do better than the people of, uh, well, you know, Vegas and all that has been projecting. So yeah, everybody out there though, I would, you know, kind of expect the Raptors to be if they can get out of this road trip after the you know the next two games and then the six games after that at 500, I'd say that's a win. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Yeah, if we're yeah, still yeah. yeah we're hovering around at or around 500. Yeah, you can't be too upset with that. And then, um, yeah, Burns has been uh, you know like you said he's been the big surprise. No one I don't think expect him to score as well as he has. And the nice thing is is that uh, this thumb injury doesn't really seem to uh, have been have been lingering. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hopefully he's playing at 100% and he can continue that way. Um, I guessing you know, based on you know they're playing Barnes tons of minutes. Gary Trent has uh, really come through, and so uh, 
it looks and Delano Batten is getting you know 12 to 15 minutes a game mm-hmm. I think uh, you think Dragic sees the court again that's a that's such a strange sort of turn of events eh? like I mean even yeah like Malachi Flynn's getting minutes now that's how you know things are going bad for you if uh, if you're not getting you're not even getting suited up for it um, I really don't know what, what the plan is I'm like you know gut is telling me no we're just not even going to bother I just don't see I don't know I guess when things are going bad enough maybe you put them back in be like, okay you've had your little time out you know see what we can do but yeah like we've have we're not you know if he's sort of you know if uh, Van Vliet somebody you know God forbid or Gary Trent or someone got hurt maybe he's getting minutes I don't see him as especially just you know given how it's been I don't see him getting put back in for any reason other than look we we had no other option right now you know um it's kind of bittersweet because you know still still lingering what he said about the raptors back in the day but then it's very like bitter because you know he apologized for that got through it you know said a couple nice things you know was trying to you know work with the young guys and now it's just hasn't been able to perform for us and it's just uh yeah big roller coaster with that guy but now i kind of feel like he's we're done with him we're just leaving him there to not you know tank his stock any further and hopefully someone can remember some other team remembers what he did the last couple seasons and based off of that we can get a couple pieces for him or something but uh yeah it's i don't know i think uh if we make some moves i don't know who's safe really from those kind of bottom few guys like chris boucher um he's got to be sort of being thought of as a, a piece to move around at this point yeah i think you're right there um you know, because a guy like Boucher will fit in with uh, you know a couple of other teams, and mm-hmm. Dragic. Every, everybody's always looking for reliable old guards. It seems. Yeah. Someone's always, uh, you know playoff contenders. People move them pretty often, so uh, we'll see what happens there. Uh, yeah, like we said, we have a big game against Philly tonight, and then a little later in the week uh, up against Detroit. Um, and then it's the six-game road trip. So everybody out there will be, you know, trying to get at you a little more often. I know I said the same thing last time, but uh, you know, life keeps finding a way to interrupt here. It's but. a tricky uh, stretch for us. I got a move coming up to this uh, over the next few weeks, so we'll try to. Ben keeps it. going to Vegas. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Yeah, no, but we will we will be back in. Uh, we'll, we'll get a little bit more, you know, a- analysis. We'll try to get some guests in, maybe from the hoopball world and from the Toronto media. So it's going to be a good little listen to have here at Hoopball Raptors podcast. Uh, thank you, Kieran. Uh, that was, I think, you know, a good way to wrap up a couple of games and then get us started on the next few. Yeah, my pleasure. We'll see you guys soon. Yeah, we'll see everybody. We hope you have a great upcoming weekend, and we'll try to get at you during said weekend. But uh, all right, thank you very much. Have a great time, everybody. And as always, we love you, B. We will talk to you soon. This has been a Hoop Bowl presentation.